Welcome back to NFL Week 5 Preview with Rory Atkins and my name is Tommy Sheridan and we're going to bring you all the news and all the previews for this week's games. Rat, firstly, how are you, mate? Going good, mate. Going good. Thanks for having me on this uh, lovely Sunday morning. Ready to get into it. I don't think I'm going as well as you. I'm still trying to get over the game that cost me a lot of money because Broncos couldn't convert on fourth and one with a man that is very capable on the ground, Russell Wilson, the man that didn't get a touchdown at home on Thursday night football. Can we just dissect that game? And I want you to start. Where where do I start with this game? Because I've almost had enough of watching the Broncos, which I thought were going to be so exciting this year. Yes, me too, mate. So they've gone into the game against the Colts on the weekend at two and two. They've just paid Russell Wilson $250 million and he looks shit house. He looks so bad. They, As you said, they didn't score a touchdown. Neither did the Colts. So what, they've kicked seven field goals between them. The Colts kicked one uh, in overtime there to to get up by three points. And they decided to go for four and one. And in a similar play that you brought up, when they got done in the Super Bowl, when Wilson was quarterback there from the Seahawks, KJ Hamler was wide open. And you saw him crack the shits after the game, throwing his helmet, thinking he was open. But he looks shocking, mate. He looks I just, so bad. I just can't work it out. Now, I've watched NFL for a long time. But as you know, we're more fans. We don't understand the game like all these offensive coordinators would. You got a man that that can run the ball. His name's Russell Wilson. He hasn't done it at all all year, so he hasn't scrambled. He's also right-handed. He gets the ball. He sits in the pocket. The offensive line does a great job. He could just fucking run and scramble and throw. I mean, he's trying to throw it over them. He's only he's a, he just he's, he's a midget, right? He, he he can't throw over that wall. It looks like anyway. He's like Baker Mayfield. They get smothered all the time. I just thought you peel him out right. He scrambles. If they come at him, he's still capable. He can get the down at least. But he just sits there, doesn't scan, doesn't go through his reads like all quarterbacks are told, and just looks at Sutton and just pegs it off the back foot, slings it around the corner. What the fuck are we doing? I just, I don't know, man. I, I'm glad we're doing this on Sunday. I have had time to move on. It was just so frustrating oh. watching the game of footy. Obviously had a little bit of a bet on the side uh, that got up on that <laughs> Fantastic, but I had another one that I hid that required Broncos to win. I just, I just, it's just frustrating, you know. You got so much talent on the on the offensive uh, side of things, as you said. Hamler was out, and he didn't even look for him. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't spear tackle Russ after the game just to let him know that he's open. Hey, eh? what would you do, Rad, if you were open like that? Gee, whiz. oh, oh, mate, it, it's it's hard to cop, isn't it? And um, yeah, look, there's a bit of emotion in your voice, mate. I don't want to know what it costs you. I'm but... an emotional man. I'm an emotional man. <laughs> Well, well he, he did the, go to uh, on that last play. He was uh, their informed receiver on the night. He had five receptions for 74 yards. Uh, Adam Schefter, the lead NFL analyst, reporter, journo, whatever you want to call him, he's come out and said, so the week prior when the Broncos played the Raiders, uh, Wilson partially tore his lat on his right shoulder. Um, so whether that plays any part in him not wanting to get knocked or him leaving the pocket or not not wanting to strain that anymore or whether it's affecting his I don't know his throwing action I I'm really unsure but as we know and a lot of people say in Australia if you if you're out there you're right to play so I think that I don't know whether that's a little little scapegoat there or they're just trying to trying to put up a screen for why he's actually 
been so shit. It, uh, the, Col- the, Col- the Colts get away with one as well, mate. They, they haven't looked too great either, but they're sitting at two wins, two losses, and a tie. A shining light for them. Alec Pierce, the rookie, he, he was out for a couple of weeks with concussion. He looked really good, uh, likely type. He's 6'3", he had eight receptions for 81 yards. You saw a lot of attention going to Pittman. Pierce stepped up, and the Colts got away with one without Jonathan Taylor as well. So that's a huge win for them. I still think they can do some stuff once they sort their shit out. Matt Ryan is getting sacked for fun. They both look shocking and it was just the better shocking team one on the night in the Colts. Four interceptions, fumbles everywhere, no touchdowns. It was sloppy. Naheem Hines, who was going to be the bell cow for the day, concussed <laughs> on the third play, which was, you know, which sucked. Obviously, we hope he's all right. He's a really talented running back. And with Jonathan Taylor out, I thought he would go bananas. So he went out. So it's a pretty gutsy win in the end by the Colts. So we'll move on from that game. But I just hope Russ does get it together. I hope his arm's all right. I still I still love watching him when he's up and going. But I just want to know, is it Russ or is it the play calling? Because I just it's something not right there. And he's, he's all eyes on Sutton. But, yeah, he needs to start spreading the ball around and do what he does best, which is – get out of the pocket and sling that ball off play action. Like I just haven't seen many deep balls, which is just frustrating. So anyway, we'll move on. It's an action-packed week five, mate. We start with we start with a great game here at the top. We've got Miami taking on the New York Jets. We don't have Tua. Thank God they've made the right decision. I saw the doctor got the sack after we were talking about what an outrageous decision it was to let him play. And then he goes in and cops a really bad knock that's very similar to the one the week prior. Uh, just a bit harder. So you got Teddy Bridgewater under centre. He looked all right. He looked very good. And I'll, and mind you, while I'm on him, he went to Tyreek Hill 30-odd percent of the time. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this one. I, I reckon he'll air the ball out to Tyreek. Waddle looked a little bit banged up last week. I hope, hope he's all right. But I think the cheetah might have a day out here. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, mate. It, it feels so long, so long ago that Miami played. So that was obviously the Thursday night game, the round prior. So that was Miami versus Cincinnati when all that uh, tour stuff happened. And you're right, uh, Teddy Bridgewater come in. He looked great. The Jets last week, they looked shocking until the last drive of the game. So this was Zach Wilson's first game of the year. But then when they really needed him, he he uh, led a game-winning drive uh, through seven for seven, I think it was, down the field and ended up getting them across the line. So... Miami for me. Miami for me. Bridgewater looked too good for mine to completely ride the Dolphins off for now. And until that last drive, as I said, the Jets, I I wasn't too impressed with them. So I'm going to take Miami. What do you think? Love it. Yeah, I'll take Miami. I think watch out for a bloke called Brees Hall. He's been getting a little bit more action as the weeks have been progressing. 17 uh, rushing attempts last week, but six receiving, uh, sorry, six targets in the backfield, only two receptions. But he can catch the ball and he's been getting a lot of targets. And, you know, they've, they've been competing for a spot with Michael Carter. I think he's the bell cow and he'll be the player that you'd think's a negative game script. So if they're behind, he's going to get a few receptions. So look for that market. Now, Rat, I must apologize. I jumped the gun there. I had me screenshot upside down. We're going to go to New York Giants playing Green Bay Packers in London. This is a fantastic game. I think the Packers are the last team to ever play in London. I've picked up a few things on Dabble that they've got the markets. I don't know. I reckon there's a lot of opportunity in this game. If Aaron Rodgers, the former MVP, does what he does best, he's, uh, you know, there's a lot of juice there for him to get passing yards. Can you tell me why the markets have got him 
I don't know. They're kind of sleeping on him a little bit. If you want 250 yards passing from Aaron Rodgers on Dabble, you're getting a lot of money. In fact, while I'm on the app and you're talking, I'll get the exact odds up, but it's juicy, Rat. What's going to happen in this game? Yeah, you're right, mate. And for the people in Melbourne there, uh, that's at uh, 12.30 in the morning. So tomorrow morning, 12.30. And I'm on the coast here. No daylight savings here. So lucky enough to to start the footy off a bit earlier. So I don't reckon I'll ever... Might have a kip this arvo. So I'm not absolutely rat shit this mo- uh, tomorrow morning. So that's at 11.30 p.m. here. With, when you're talking about the lines here with Aaron Rodgers, I reckon it's due to Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, how big a part they play in the offense. You see Lazard... Since he's come back, he, he stepped up. You've seen Romeo Dobbs. He looks great. And nearly emerging as their wide receiver one. You've got Christian Watson, uh, the rookie wide receiver that they drafted as their first offensive player in the draft. He um, he looks he looks good, but they're getting more screen plays and all these trick sort of plays with him. And Dobbs seems like your more stock standard wide receiver at the minute. Um, and to play into that, New York Giants have a have had a good defense uh, recently. So... It, that could play. That could play a part. But as you brought it up, I I think the Packers win this one, uh, and it's going to be the forecast says it's going to be sunny in London. Um, they're playing over there, so you're right, mate. I, I don't know what the go is, so I'm I'm excited to see what you can uh, draw up here for the Dollars. Well, I think we'll do a same game multi on that one because it's early and we can we can make some money before we empty the uh, the rest of it on the later games. But yeah, like I said, two. 255 passing yards, you're getting $2.60 on Dabble in a same-game multi, and you'd think Green Bay would eat this one up. The Giants, are they're banged up at quarterback. You know, Jones was 50-50 during the week. Whether he starts, you'd think he would. Backup was concussed. It's not a great prep. And then they're off to London. I don't know. I just think this could be... This could be a Green Bay Packers demolition. And I'm going to be taking the Packers in this one. I think Aaron Jones is due for a touchdown, mate. He's doing a lot of work, but I think he might. It's just due for one of those big games where Aaron just feeds in the ball, passes in the ball. I reckon this could be a really great slot for anyone out there that's got Aaron Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers in their fantasy lineup. So I think they might have a day out because if I was the you know, defensive coordinator at the Packers, it's just one man. Just got to stop the quads. Saquon Barkley, he's dominating. He's catching the ball. He's running the ball. Stack the box, get the ball back, and let Aaron Rodgers do his thing because they do need to find some form. Yeah, you are right. So as you said, with those lines, just having a look here. So last week, Jones rushed for 110 yards and Dylan 73. So that's a big part of their offense. So that's that's nearly 190 uh, total yards of rushing there. Lazard went for 116 and Dobbs went for 47 and a touchdown. And this is another little juicy one here. Aaron Rodgers just thrown for two TDs the last three weeks. So I'm, I reckon, I reckon you're onto something here. So I'm excited to see what you will conjure up there for a same game multi. I'll be definitely copying that one. And as you said, yeah, Saquon is, he's got a total yard line of 117 yards. That's just too much of a workload. Like he's due to have a down week. He's off to a great start, but, I think the Giants are lucky to be three and one, and I think we can see the Packers uh, cruising away, cruising away here with a um, easy victory. They scared the life out of a lot of people last week. The Packers winning with that kick on the siren, but I reckon that's a kind of one of those weeks where you you did win the game, but you reviewed it quite harshly as if you lost it. So they might come out and go bananas. Let's go to the next game. Pittsburgh Steelers are taking on the Buffalo Bills at the Bills. Kenny Pickett is going to be the starting quarterback. 
is going up against one of the most dynamic offenses and defenses there is. The M, you know, you've got the MVP favorite and Josh Allen, you've got the Super Bowl favorites and the Bills. Rat, this has got to be ugly for Pittsburgh. I think this is the most this, this could be 30 nil. It could be 40 nil. I just this is gonna be ugly for the the poor young man. I feel sorry for him, to be honest. I'm actually worried sick. The man's going to throw five TDs and have three fumbles and the defense is going to run a touchdown in. What do you think is going to happen here, mate? It's very interesting. It is a baptism of fire for old uh, Pickett. And as his namesake, Kenny Pickett, he threw three picks when he came on last week. They were, they were joking about it. So he's gone 10 from 13 and thrown three interceptions. So not one of his passes actually hit the ground. So he's going right there. Uh, no, one was a Clay, I think Claypool had a mare and one was a deep ball hail mare. Yeah, so they've, been, they've tipped him up, but it, it's a fun little stat stat there. He actually hasn't hit the deck with any of his passes yet. Uh, Najee Harris hasn't done much so far. Look for him to get going. Frymuth seems like a target for Kenny Pickett, and uh, he found some solace in him. He had seven receptions for eighty five yards, and the bill like it's just. Easy, as you said. Bills for mine. They just got it done last week against your Ravens. Allen didn't get done in the air, but then rushed for 70 yards and a touchdown. He's just a a winner in a regular season, that is. So for mine, there's not too much else to write home. It's great that Kenny Pickett's starting. They invested pick 20 with him, and he's a homegrown homegrown talent there, or went to college in Pittsburgh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so Bills for mine, and quite easily. I don't that's think you get, I don't think you get two big girls for 13-plus there either, mate, so... Yeah, I've got some interesting – this is some really interesting stats here and just more updates on the injury list. But we don't have Dawson Knox in this lineup. McKenzie's battling concussion, right? So Isaiah McKenzie plays out of the slot. He normally mixes up his time with the former Jets, Crowder. He's also out. That leaves us with Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and there's another guy that would be a sneaky value play, Jake Kumaro. He went all right last time when Gabe Davis missed. He's he, he's capable, but and Singletary obviously is the rushing running back. But this has to be a game where we see Diggs and Davis just go bananas. And I think with all your with all your with all your prop bets, Diggs has been the man. But when you're going to turn the ball over like the, you expect the, the defense from the Bills are going to do to the Pittsburgh offense, he's going to have a lot of opportunity in that end zone to, to throw the ball to those blokes. I think you fire him up in fantasy, get him on same game multis. I think this could be really exciting for the Bills. Pick any of those three I just said, Singletary, Diggs, Davis, and Josh Allen. He'll be slinging that ball around. I'm really excited for this one. It's the first time you can really identify who's going to get the ball rat. Yeah, I, lo- I love your thinking there, mate. I love your thinking. I'll um, be looking to see what you conjure up there as well. You feel like you're well, on the I'm really excited about I, I like the Buffalo and I like Green Bay with their offences. It's quite easy. But now we go to the Chargers, LA Chargers, taking on the Cleveland Browns. This one's in Cleveland. I haven't been too impressed with the Chargers. They've been banged up. They've obviously lost Bosa on D and Keenan Allen. I'm not sure if he's starting yet. It'll be an interesting play I don't think he is playing, Rat. What's the latest on him? No, nah, Ken and Allen. So he's done his he did his string three to four weeks ago. Yeah. It was considered not to be not to be a bad one. Yeah, he's out, mate. So signs of signs of getting old, mate. So he's been out for four weeks with what was considered a mild mild string. So I reckon he might have tweaked that at training or at some stage. 
The Chargers, as you mentioned, have been banged up. They're playing the Browns, who just revolved their offense and really revolve all their play around uh, Big Chubby here. But we'll get we'll get into that. He, he's the informed running back in the competition. But when when you say you weren't too impressed with the Chargers, even though they they won by ten or so points against the Texans last week, for mine it still looked quite easy for them. They found a bit of a groove. Eckler come in and looked the goods on the goal line for for two TDs. And with Allen being out, Williams has found some form. Um, charges for mine, but one of my three best bets of the week here, and that's that's up on double. So follow myself, Rory. Oh, here we go. Give it to us, Rat. Give it to and, us. And turn the notifications on so so you get them notified there on your phone. So I've got Nick Chubb for eighty five rush yards, Ooh. along with Justin Herbert for two thirty pass yards. So I reckon Herbert just. Uh, that's just – he wakes up and gets 230 pass yards for fun. But Chubb, so 85 rush yards. His line is about 93 or so. So I've gone a bit under, but he's the inform running back in the competition. And the last two weeks, the Chargers have given up 129 yards to Damian Pierce from the Texans and 100 yards for, uh, to James Robinson from the Jaguars. So they've got – uh, Nick Bosa out on the defensive line as well. So he plays a big part in stopping that run game. So they're just leaking yards for the running back. So I've got Herbert to cover an easy 230 pass yards for himself. And then I've gone under the line for Chubb for 85 rush yards and that gets you $2.05. So that's one of my three locks for the week. So you, so just to clarify, you've taken Chubb, you just said under the line, but you mean you've reduced it down. and I've reduced over. it down. So under his line, which is, I think it's 93.5, but I'm taking him just to just to solidify it a bit more, Chubb plus 85 yards. Thank you. Gotcha. Yep, that's what I thought. And just for those listening that want to know Chubb's record, his last, well, his first four games, he's gone 22 attempts for 141 rushing yards, the next game was 17 and 87 and three touchdowns. And then the last two weeks, 23 attempts and 113 rush yards, one touchdown, and 19 attempts, 118 rush yards, and one TD on the ground. You'd think with what you just said, he's the man. He's going to be running the ball. And I think Chargers defense in the secondary, Jackson might go to Cooper, which is going to really force the run game. And maybe a Kareem Hunt might pick up a little bit of an extra role as a uh, third down back. So really interesting on that side of the things. With Keenan Allen out, Mike Williams has been boom or bust. We love Mikey. I saw him with the boys from the Giants, had dinner with them the other week. How good's that? We uh, we met Mikey a few years ago. It's good to see the Giants boys catching up with him. They need to do it again because he went he went, you know, went out and cut sick. I think he's gonna have to eat again here with no Allen. Eckler will have a big role, but I like Mike Williams as the go-to guy, and he always gets the jump ball. You know when they're, you know when they're five yards out and they're, you know the second down. It's just like your man Herbie just pulls back pulls and just throws it, throws it in the air, and Mike just grabs it. So hopefully he can grab one this week. I'm it's really like you right. and me in those one v ones, Tony. We'll get the footage up. <laughs> yeah, I think you took, I think you sat on my head there in Adelaide over one year, but I did get you back. In Perth, when I kicked the goal of the year nomination, I think I had three touches and kicked it from the junction. But anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. I'll be, hey, Rat, I haven't got your tips for the last, um, for this game. The, the other two are pretty easy. Who, who wins this one? And I've got the Chargers, mate. If they want to be the team that everyone thinks they are this year, they've got to win this with a Deshaun Watsonless Cleveland Brown. So, so I said, I agree with you. I think that the dollar eighty or whatever they are is a fantastic value. That's good odds. Very good odds. 
And even if you take the line, you can juice that up a bit. It's a dollar eighty-eight for negative two point five. So they're going to win by a field goal. Beautiful. Houston take on Jacksonville Jaguars. I saw Blake Bortles has hung him up. Very big news for our WhatsApp group. Mickey Barlow, shout out. He's a big Blake fan, has his jersey. Very shattered Big Mick. Haven't heard from him for a while this week. He's just still trying to get over the news. But Houston Texans, the 0-3-1 Texans taking on Jacksonville, who are 2-2. Two and two. So Texans are yet to win a game. The Jags have been very impressive. They're at home. Rat, talk to me. Neither team looked great last week, mate, but I have seen enough from Jacksonville so far to tip them in this game. So I'm going Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence needs to clean this up pretty quick. Like one one cold day doesn't make it winner, mate, but he had one interception and four fumbles. That was against Philly, who were just a bunch of dogs on defense, and they got after him. They got some big fellas on that D-line and crunched him a couple times where he was trying to make some plays. Jacksonville for mine, Damian Pierce, as we mentioned a couple of weeks back, he's gone for 129 yards on the ground and one TD and Cooks is emerging. Well, not emerging, he already was, but just solidifying himself as Houston's wide receiver one. I think it's going to be pretty straightforward for Jacksonville at home here, mate. What do you think? I think Jacksonville at home. I heard a stat on one of my other podcasts that I listened to. James Robinson's actually been stuffed. 60-odd times, but he's had a pretty good start to the season. But he hasn't been getting uh, probably as many yards as you'd think. So I'm a bit concerned. I have had him on my bench in fantasy the first few weeks, then put him on the other week, and he had a bit of a stinker. I'm just It's a confusing backfield there with Travis Etienne. Uh, I, I don't really know what to do there, Rad. I, I think Etienne's going to start soon and start going bananas. But but the way that Robinson runs the ball, he does get one of those breakout runs and then it opens it up for him. So he might have 20 attempts and go nowhere for 17 of them. And then bang, he gets through and all of a sudden it looks like a big day out. I, I don't think I'll be touching the backfield. I'm, gonna, I'm really going to turn my attention to Christian Kirk. He had a really down week last week. He had nine targets for two receptions and still got 60 yards. He's been a beast, 117 yards week one, 78 week two, 72 week three. He just needs three or four catches, and he's right up there. So keep an eye out on Christian Kirk. I think he'll, I think he'll score, and I think the Jags will win. And Trevor Lawrence, 250 passing yards for me. I'll be eating that up all day. Yeah, spot on, mate. You're right. Um, Robinson and Eddie Enns split the carries last week. It was Robinson at the start, but they invested some high draft capital in Eddie Enns, so look for him to be getting more involved as the season goes on, and you're spot on about Kirk as well. Paid him the big dollars, feed him the ball. That's exactly right. We move on. Chicago Bears taking on oh. Minnesota Vikings. Oh. This, one, this one's in Minnesota. It's in the Dome. We've got your boys, the Bears, who are just putrid, although last week, last week, Fields finally aired one out, and your boy Mooney, Darnell Mooney, he actually took the catch. He ended his game for 94 receiving yards. He hadn't had more than 23 on the season. He went he, he went eight minus four, 23, and then finally 94. You'd think Fields is going to have to do something spectacular here to just get within the Vikings, who look fantastic. What do you think here, Rat? There is not one part of my being that gets excited to watch the Bears play at the minutes. Justin Fields last week threw the ball 22 times for 11 completions and 174 yards. As you said, aired one out to Mooney, aired four receptions for 94 yards. They lost to the Giants. It's just playing in the dome, mate. Like I, I, it just <laughs> makes me a bit more 
Oh, I just, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know about him. It's that, it's that one. The dome doesn't mean anything. Minnesota are probably like, yeah, great, right over at home, we can air the ball out. But it, that doesn't, it doesn't equate to anything for the Bears. Uh, Fields has an absolute custard arm. Uh, they're going to have to go to Khalil Herbert on the ground. Vikings got it going last week. They turned it around, and I think it all starts on the ground with Dalvin Cook there. So he rushed for 70 yards. It doesn't seem like much, but prior they were getting 20 out of him. So they're able to establish a bit of a run game, and then you see uh, Justin Jefferson pipe up for 10 receptions, 147 yards and a touchdown, and Thielen goes for eight receptions and 72 yards. They looked really good, so they've turned it around. It's going to be Minnesota for mine, and in – in what is a cakewalk, I get more and more concerned about the Bears each time I watch them, mate. What do you think? Yeah, I don't even know why we talk about the Bears, but the Vikings, as I said to you at the start of the year, I think they could win uh, a lot of games of football because of the the defense that they recruited and a few players, but also that offense is so good. Primetime Kirk is a non-factor. So when it's not primetime, I love getting behind him. Now, Dalvin Cook's an interesting one. He's got the shoulder injury. He still had 20 rushing attempts last week for 76 rushing yards. Now, Jefferson was on Lattimore, who's meant to be one of the greatest corners in the league. Oh, my. He just tore him apart. He even did the Allen Iverson step. He stepped over him on one of the plays. (laughs) I watched that game last week. I probably shouldn't have. I did like an all-nighter, and, oh, geez, it took me two days to catch up on some sleep. There's a player that I'm really impressed with, though. It's... It's Adam Thielen. And then I say a player, everyone knows him, but he's he's getting more work. And it's the markets aren't catching up yet. He's gone 36 yards week one, 52 week two. Week three went 61 receiving yards. And then week four, 72. But he had nine, nine targets for eight receptions. He's only had one touchdown for the season. I'm going to be taking Thielen for a touchdown because all the bloody energy on that defense for the Bears is going into Jefferson. Thielen will be on. And I even like a little sneaky KJ Osborne. He's always open. Them two players, one of them, might even back them both individual bets for an anytime touchdown. I really like the Vikings here. This is another fantastic game for a same-game multi. You just get on the Vikings, you get on Cook, you get on Jefferson and Thielen and pick one of them for a touchdown, you get your 10 bucks. I just love watching the Vikings when they're up and going, mate. Kirk Cousins is fantastic when he throws the ball off play action. When they get the run game right, they've got Madison, who's like a clone. He just literally comes on, does his thing. This is going to get ugly for the Bears. I like the Vikings a lot. So we'll move on to the next game. That is going to be fun to watch. Now, Detroit Lions head to New England and take on the Patriots. They're both one and three. The Detroit Lions have been one of the most exciting teams of you know to watch in the NFL this year they're giving up the most points on defense and I think they're right up there for the most points on offense so essentially if you're playing them you're scoring points but I can't see it with the the New England Patriots right tell me what's going to happen in this one yeah you're exactly right mate Uh, I've got a soft spot for Detroit here well majority of us NFL fans have watched this year's hard knocks and their their head coach Dan Campbell he's an absolute star He's he's a monster of a man Bailey Zapp, the starting quarterback. So two weeks ago, he was a QB3. So they they drafted him out of Western Kentucky. Uh, he threw the most passing touchdowns in a college season, uh, surpassed Joe Burrow. So there you go. In, in his college form, uh, he can sling the ball around, but new offense uh, being New England, and it's, it's known to be like a, a completely another language, uh, the Belichick playbook. So... He looked okay. He, he looked okay when he came in, but 
So then you go, righto, rookie quarterback, third string at the start of the year. You've just got to look for the New England running backs to to have a day here. Well, I'll, t- I'll touch on my bet of the week last week, which was Jamal Williams' anytime touchdown score. So he was a dollar ninety, as we mentioned. DeAndre Swift is out, and I'm going to go back to back, mate. So the Patriots uh, brought up a scheme last week, which saw them stay in the game against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. We thought that they weren't going to be. Well, I thought they weren't going to be anywhere near up to the standard against the Packers, but they come up with a scheme to negate everything that Aaron Rodgers does and only lost by three points. So I'm going to go Lions over 11.5 points. So they're scoring at will. So I'm just going to go Lions over 11.5 points into Jamal Williams, anytime touchdown scorer. Again, going back to back with my boy, which is $2.10. So I really like that because since DeAndre Swift has been out, Jamal Williams, the last fortnight, has averaged 100 yards a game. So he's getting all the work. And prior, he was getting the goal line work anyway. So I'm going Williams, anytime touchdown score, into Lions over 11.5 points. So that's on my profile. You can go on there, copy that. And you've also got to turn notifications on as well because I actually had Williams last week for a sneaky double touchdown game. And he managed to score that. That's saluted at five bucks. So that's why you've got to have your notifications on and read the descriptions as to why we like that. So... In saying that, I'm going to go Detroit to win this, mate. I reckon they're going to be too good for the Pats. Detroit, number one in offense, sixth in rush yards, first in touchdowns, second in rushing touchdowns. Your bet last week was fantastic. I told you live on the podcast that I love Jamal Williams. But anyone out there that was wondering what actually happened, he went 19 attempts for 108 yards rushing and two touchdowns. He was an absolute beast. I am going to tip... The Lions as well. I just like going, I'd take Goff over the third string. I like the fact that you snuck that little stat in there for everyone out there that's wondering who's, is it Zappy? How do you say his last name? Bailey Zapp? Bailey Zapp, yeah. So there you go. So Bailey, Bailey Zapp will be under center. Hopefully he can air the ball out. I don't know who he's going to air the ball out to, but one player that I'll be looking at on offense for the Patriots, his name's Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's starting to warm up. He's gone eight attempts, nine attempts, 12 attempts, and 14 attempts rushing. And that was with a unique game script. He's got five targets on the receiving. I'm going to be loading up on Ramondre Stevenson for that 50 yards rushing and maybe a touchdown in that same game with your man, Jamal Williams. It'll be a little bit of a, you know, this game could go either way. We want it to be close. We know that Goff's going to be slinging that ball around. And Hawkinson. Wow, what a week he was. Finally, he's done something for everyone out there that just loves him. He was huge last week. And 12 targets, eight receptions, 179 yards and two touchdowns. That's back-to-back weeks he's had touchdowns. Without their main man, without their main man, Amon Ra St. Brown, who is now out again, very questionable for this week. I'm going to be looking to TJ Hawkinson for those receiving yards because Jared Goff loves him. The trend's your friend, my friend, and I will be loading up for those players there. We'll move on. We've both tipped Detroit, but remember, everyone, if you're having a look at fantasy lineups and you need someone off waivers, have a look at the Detroit Lions and New England Patriots. This one should be high scoring if it goes like the last four weeks when the Lions have played someone. Speaking of who just beat the Lions, Seattle Seahawks taking on the New Orleans Saints in the Dome at New Orleans the one and three Saints, right? They've given up a lot. They don't have many draft picks next year. 
Kamara sat out last week. Their quarterback is injured. Ingram banged up a little bit last week, and they've got rid of their backup, who just got picked up by the Broncos. What's going to happen here? Because the way the Seattle Seahawks are playing, they're actually more, they're probably in better form on offense. They have been giving up a lot of points, though. Alave yeah. has been super. He's been one of the most hot. He's been one of the highlights of the season as a rookie wide receiver. How are the Saints going to win this if they're going to win? They are firm favourites. Yeah, well, it's just completely different. So Andy Dalton's under centre now, as opposed to Jameis Winston, who's a bit erratic. He like they looked okay, and it was more stable for mine. I, I didn't think there were going to be any massive turnovers. So not one receiver had more than three catches, and they had five receivers with three catches. So. They're dispersing the ball everywhere. So Alave does look great. Kamara's back this week. The Seahawks put up 48 points last week. Smith went for 320 yards, two touchdowns, and then rushed for 50-odd and a touchdown. Penny looks great on the ground, 151 rushing yards, two touchdowns. DK went for 150 yards, and Lockett went for 60, uh, 91 off six receptions. So... That's an outrageous game from Seattle there. I, I didn't think Geno Smith was capable of putting up 48 points, and he's proven me wrong there. New Orleans, as we said, lost to Minnesota last week. Lattimore looks shocking on Jefferson, but I'm going to take that as a mulligan. So I'm going to take New Orleans at home under the dome with Kamara back and with a more stable quarterback. I just like what I'm seeing more than what I did uh, with Winston there, coming from Dalton. So I'm going to go with the Saints there at home. Alvin Kamara, it says questionable. Generally, when they're questionable, they'll play. He needs to fire up. I've taken him in my first round in our American Aces NFL Fantasy League. I'm 2-2. Two and two. I should be 3-1. and one. He's killing me. He's killing me. I put Ingram in as the backup last week, and he was average as. I need Alvin to fire up. I'm going to be taking New Orleans. I think, I think you're right. I think they, the, you know, DK Metcalf had a little bit of an outlier last week. He's going to get a lot of attention. Lockett's always all right. Will Disley is an interesting one. Rat, he's had three touchdowns in four games. Will Disley pays four or five bucks every week. Now, you wouldn't think he's going to repeat it, would you? Gee whiz, he got Noah Fant sitting behind him. Noah Fant was one of those players that was a highly talented player from Broncos, part of that deal with Russell Wilson. I think New Orleans will win this one. I will be very surprised if Seattle wins. If they do win, I'm jumping on this Geno Smith bandwagon because he's making NFL exciting. You compare him and Russell Wilson, you know, one wants you to pull you to pull your eyes out watching the game. But this bloke, it's exciting. Slings the ball around. He's getting DK involved. I'm really liking what I'm seeing. Saints for me, Kamara to get a touchdown and do it all, receiving, rushing, and Chris Olave, hopefully another monster play because he's so exciting to watch. He'll be the player that I'd imagine Andy Dalton will be slinging the ball to with Seattle giving up plenty of space to blokes like Hawkinson last week and a few others. We'll move on. We've both tipped the Saints. We'll keep flying through here, Rat. We've already done the Miami and New York Jets game because I mucked that up at the start. We both tipped Miami. My best bet for that one was Tyreek Hill. I think he'll go off. Brees Hall was the watch. We'll move forward. Atlanta taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a week it's been for Tom Brady. He's going to be, there's going to be a divorce. Can you believe that him and his missus are splitting up? He's obviously had a blue with her in the offseason about footy. I mean, you should never assume, right? But it's got to be about him going back to footy. What do you think? Oh, 
Yeah, mate, I reckon he's got the boys around for a piss up. But she's sitting there and he's already retired and they're going, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. <laughs> she's cracked the sheets. He's going, fuck it, all right, boys, I'll, I'll run it back. <laughs> I'll run it back. Um, yeah, so they're on the rocks. And in hindsight now, when we saw that he'd left training camp and he looked shabby and not like he just looked like he hadn't slept, it all makes sense now, doesn't it, mate? So... Yep. It you makes complete sense. Yeah, it just makes complete sense. Look, he's he still put up thirty odd points against the, the Chiefs, mate. So like he's an absolute weapon. He's a he's just he's just so good. Especially with all this. This is why he is who he is. There's all this shit going on and it's shocking to hear like they're one of the biggest couples in the world or most well known couples in the world. It's just it's it's not great to see anyone go through that, let alone someone whose life is so public. Um we're moving on to the actual football stuff. I've got the Bucks winning this one at home after last week. Tommy's not going to go back-to-back losses here, especially at home. The Falcons don't – it's funny. They've got such a – I'll say high-powered offense, but it's just really unique to me. So Mariota in at quarterback, he only threw the ball 19 times last week for seven completions, 139 yards, and one touchdown. No, no, he had an interception last week. Oh, he sorry, sorry, one interception, not one touchdown, yeah. one one INT there. So it was disgusting last week. Disgusting, oh, shocking. But they've just got a bunch of ground ground level warriors. So Cordell Patterson went down last week. So then you saw the splits, uh, the split of carries between uh, Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier. So you don't know where the ball's coming from. But what I really like here, so I'm taking. I think the Bucks will win, but this is my third and final bet of the week. I'm going the Bucks to win into Tyler Algier 40-plus rushing yards, which gets you $2.05. So Algier rushed for 84 yards last week, and he's been averaging about nine carries. But with uh, with Patterson being out, I think that he, he might get 12 to 13 carries or so. So 40 isn't a high target for him. I reckon the Bucks win. And I reckon LG rushes 40-plus yards. So that gets you $2.05. It's great to see Mike Evans back. He was the man last week. Eight receptions for 103 yards, two touchdowns. Um, And then also Caleb Huntley. So with uh, Patterson being down, I've just got a sneaky little in brackets here. Huntley, who got over last week. You mentioned with Disley, high odds for people who were getting over. Huntley is at $4 for any time touchdowns. He isn't in one of my three best bets of the week. But it's just in brackets there to be aware if you want something at a bit higher odds. Four bucks there for Huntley to get over at any time. Who do you think, Train? Look, I don't want to disagree with your best bet, but I get concerned when you put anyone to rush against this Bucks defense. They have been a little bit more leaky, but traditionally they have a fantastic run defense. And when you've got a quarterback that's not really throwing the ball that well, I'm interested to see what happens. Now, I've done a lot of research on this one. They're angry. They're really angry here, the Buccaneers. There's a lot going on in Tom Brady's life, as we know. But they were using the ball so efficiently up the field. They were. That was very unfortunate what happened. The Chiefs got the turnover off their punt returner. At the start of the game, Mahomes went bang to Kelsey, and they were behind from the get-go. And then at halftime, the Chiefs got the ball back. So that was the difference between the game. They lost by you know two touches. Those are the two touches that Tom couldn't really, you know, 
control. So they, all they did was put points up. And Evans was the man. I told you all last week on the podcast. When you stick up for your quarterback and you get a weak suspension, the ball's going to you in the end zone. And he got two touchdowns. Quick one here. Leonard Fournette. Lenny. He's only got one touchdown. He got it last week receiving. Hasn't got one touchdown on the ground yet this year. He's gone for 127 yards week one, 65 week two, week three, 35. And last week he went negative three. In saying that, this is a positive script. I see Leonard Fournette. He's in one of my multis on Dabble. Tommy's tips follow it. I put an all up on. He's the one that will be getting the ball early. This is going to be a positive game. But this is the best bet of the week. The Buccaneers will win this game. And not only will they win it, right, they're going to smoke. They're going to smoke them. There's no way known Mariota is going to get close to Tampa Bay. So if you're listening right now and you want to put something in, Tampa Bay should be in everything, head-to-head. They're not losing this game of footy. Evans, Goblin looks super. Julio Jones will be staying away. He didn't even look like he was fit and available. Gage comes on, but he's, he's decreased load. It's all about Evans and Godwin and Lenny Fournette. Those three, wouldn't be surprised if they all score. Brait got concussed last week, which was really disappointing. I hope he's all right. But he's one of those ones that you get the value play when they're close down there in the red zone. But it's all about Evans, Godwin, Fournette and Tom Brady to do his thing against Atlanta. We'll move on. Geez, there's, it's going to be a great week here for everyone out there. It's very one-sided football so far. Now, Tennessee Titans take on the Washington Commanders. I was about to say the Redskins, but I forgot. They've changed their name to Commanders. This one's in Washington. Washington has been horrific. I heard, I heard a stat that Carson Wentz in the first half has been sacked about 20 times and he's made about 13 passes. His first halves have been as bad as Baker Mayfield almost. The Tennessee Titans are finding a way to get Derrick Henry the football rat. Not only are they saying have it on the ground, but if they can't get him on the ground, guess what? They're starting to pass it to him. The last two weeks, he's had 58 receiving yards and 33 receiving yards. His line is normally like 10. So this is a fantastic one, anyone out there that's listening. Have a look at what they're offering you. But receiving yards for Derrick Henry is becoming a thing. They're saying, well, well, now that Burks is out, we just need to get this guy the ball in space off a screen, whatnot. He had 114 yards on the ground and a touchdown. I can't wait to watch Derrick Henry this week. I think he's back and everyone's sleeping on him. What do you think is going to happen in this one? You're exactly right, mate. It was so good to see him get rolling last week, as you mentioned, 114 yards. And I think another little reason for that, them throwing him the ball, is so he's just not repeatedly just romping himself into into all these big fellas in the box there. So... Get him a few more touches out in open space. Let him get some steam up. Try to run a couple of people over. Washington have looked so bad. They have just looked shocking. Like As, as we mentioned, uh, the Titans there with Tannehill under center. He can hear the ball out when he's on. Shout out to Brian Robinson, the draft pick from the Commanders. So he's back healthy. Uh, he got he got shot on the E. <laughs> Yes, he got he got shot uh, on the eve of the season, mate. So they put him on the PUP list, uh, physically unable to perform list, where you have to spend four weeks at the start of the year that you when, once you actually get put on that. So he's back. Look for them to integrate him into the lineup because Gibson is only one fumble away from losing his job, mate. So anyone, if he's still available in your fantasy leagues, keep an eye on Brian Robinson. A lot of people would have drafted him and stashed him, and he's back now. So. Look out for him, but it's Titans for mine. 
due to big boy Derek up and running. It is. And Curtis Samuel is the one that has been getting a lot of attention from Carson Wentz. He's had 11 targets, nine targets, 10 targets, and seven targets. He's an interesting one. He just gets those little short ones. I, I think this could be a really good game to watch. I, I could be up and down. I know that it's in Washington, but if Derek Henry, this is my this is the this is my Derek Henry stat. But traditionally, if he gets a hundred yards rushing, they win the football game. They're a dollar seventy. He's paying about two dollars thirty for a hundred yards, and he normally gets he normally gets a touchdown when he goes for a hundred. You get about five bucks just for that. It's a fantastic. If you think Titans are going to win in this game, like we both do, I think you just tipped them. Did you say Titans? Titans, mate. Yep. If you think Titans are going to win, like we both do, that's the way they're going to do it. They have a few injuries now. They lost one of their gun rookie wide receivers. He's not on the he's not on the pup yet. He's actually all right, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Robert Woods is the other one. Bobby Woods. He finally got his touchdown last week, but he has not back. got going. He hasn't got going. So I'm interested to see where the ball goes. And Terry McLaurin, wow, Carson's really just not getting him going. He's had 102 yards in week three, 75 yards receiving in week two, but week 158 and last week, just the 15, he's going to have to get going in this one. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be watching that one closely, but yeah, Titans for me, and it's all about Derrick Henry. And I forgot about that receiving yard line. If it's, if it's anything like it normally is like 12 yards, fire it up, throw it in, get it in there. It's a great one to get your weekend, you know, to finish your weekend and start your week in style because it's just juicy odds as it's week five and the algorithms are still yet to be set. Moving on, San Fran take on the Carolina Panthers at the Panthers. This is the first of the 7.05 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Times. Rat, most people will be up by then. We've got the daylight savings kicked in. The Panthers, we've got to move through this because we've been taking our time, but the Panthers, Baker Mayfield is a bit like Russell Wilson at the moment. He's making football hard to watch. A lot of smothered balls. He's not getting it done on the ground, obviously, because he passes it. If you've got Christian McCaffrey, you'd be frustrated. DJ Moore, you can see his press conference. He's doing his best to bite his tongue when they're saying, why aren't you getting the ball? He's like, well, I'm open. But anyway, one meter is open, but Baker can't find him. Jimmy G is the the San Fran, before I give you your tip, San Fran are the slowest pace in the NFL. So they're going so slow and so are the Panthers. So this game... I don't know what the total points will be, but it could be even it could be a game where you don't even want to watch. It could be so slow and it could be low scoring. They both don't have any urgency. It's not a great one for viewers this week. Who do you think is going to be the standout player and why? Yeah, you're right, mate. Uh, Sam Fran got it going last week against the Rams. They held them to nine points. Their defense was awesome. I reckon, well, Debo's the guy. We saw last week. Six receptions, 115 yards and one touchdown. He broke off for a massive 50-odd-yard play for a touchdown. Jeff Wilson's been great on the ground for 74 yards and a touchdown. Baker's been terrible, mate. I really feel for him. I, I love the way he goes about it, but he's just – like, I love his swagger and everything, and it didn't end well in Cleveland for him. And I, I just want to see – I just really want to see him play well. So it's disappointing to see. Sam Fran for mine. Look for George Kittle to get going a bit. So he hasn't touched the ball too much since he's been back. So, yeah, San Fran for mine, Debo, Debo to get going. Oh, well, not get going, stay going. So that's mine. Here's a funny one. PJ Walker's expected to back up Mayfield because Sam Darnold's got a sore ankle and is recovering. Now, I'm just going to throw this out there. Now, this is a silly one for me, but I would not be surprised if they bench Baker, which means you take the unders. 
They're coming up against a San Fran defense that's fantastic. Baker Mayfield's last few weeks, he's gone for a last three weeks, 145 passing yards, 170 passing yards, and 197 passing yards. He's been really ugly. You know, he's, he's shooting at like 50% completion rate. He's coming up against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, as I said to you, the pace will be slow. There won't be as many plays traditionally. I wouldn't be surprised if they just bench him if he has a stinker. Because you know what? Their next three, their next three games, they've got San Fran this week. They've got the LA Rams in LA. And then they've got Tampa Bay. Like, it ain't getting any easier. I reckon they're going to be filthy if he has another stinker. And you can't keep putting up with that. It's, it's killing the locker room. I'm with you, mate. I like the way that he energizes everyone and he's, you know, he's he's always confident, which you need to be. Stay positive. But gee whiz, you've got Christian McCaffrey there and DJ Moore. Just find them some space. For me, I'll be all eyes on San Fran. I think Jeff Wilson is the play. He's gone 84 yards, 75 yards, and 74 yards. That's three weeks in a row. Take 70 yards rushing and a touchdown in San Fran a win for me. That's what I'll be doing. Moving on, because that one's easy. I can't, I just just Panthers, just do something for NFL, please. Philadelphia Eagles take on Arizona Cardinals. This one's in Arizona. This one is going to be a cracker. Kyler Murray is slowly getting going. Hurts and the boys are 4-0. and They're undefeated. They're the only team left that are undefeated, right? They've got a great team. AJ Brown, Sanders, Hurts. They've got a tight end, got it, who's just eating up. But this one's in Arizona, and I'm liking the way they're building. This is a tricky one. What do you think happens here? I'm going to keep going with the Eagles, mate, until I see otherwise. There's no reason to. Their defense looked awesome last week against Jacksonville, as we mentioned. Got after Trevor Lawrence, and as we know, Kyle Murray can use his legs in the pocket, but still undersized. I reckon they'll be able to get to him. And little note there, Kyle Murray looked noticeably frustrated with Cliff Kingsbury numerous times throughout the game. So it's it's interesting to see how their dynamic is working and will continue to work and how efficient it's going to be once um, – well, some games shit just hits the fan, right, as we see whenever the Cardinals get to the playoffs. So I'm taking the Eagles. Uh, they're, they're fierce. We see Hurts. He's one of the MVP favourites. Even though Hollywood Brown did get going last week with six receptions, 88 yards and a touchdown. And Hurts ended up getting across as well. But for mine, Eagles, Hurts, he's had four rushing touchdowns on the year. Look for him to get over as well. Anytime touchdown scorer, if you're having a go at that game. But Eagles for mine, what do you think? Now, this is where I'll be. I think this could be the value play. I took the Jets last week against Pittsburgh in, in my tipping competition that we've got here for the Oz American Aces, brought to you by Milwaukee Tools. They'll be giving away $4,000 worth of tools to the winner. Sitting 13th there, right, actually. I'm pretty pumped with myself. Now, back onto your question. I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think they're going to – I've heard a rumour that Slay is 50-50. And if he's out, Hollywood Brown has been just eating up targets. I like the fact that there's a bit of frustration. It means they might clear that out this week. But when you're at home, this is one thing that I've learned. A lot of teams are getting up at home, and we forget about that home crowd advantage. I'm going to take the Cardinals. If I have a good week on the early games, I'm going to take on the undefeated Eagles and back in the system of Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray. I reckon they can get it done. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. It's going to be very lucky. It could come down to the last kick, 
but I'm willing to take them on at home. I think it's a huge game for them. And if Slay's out, like we said, it could cause a little bit of drama on defence. And it might be a game where we see Kyler Murray that we thought he would be because it's been a very unique, I guess, end to last year. And this year, he hasn't looked too good, has he? There's been a lot of issues with his contract in the offseason. He might be able to show us what he's like with that scramble and throw and just get it done at home. So I'm going to take the Cardinals for me, Rat. And I'm, I know they're not favourites, but I'm going to take them on. I reckon the Eagles are going to go 4-1. and one. Now, my boys, two games to go. Cincinnati, now listen, before I say this, I've heard a lot of podcasts and people talk about the Bengals and they say Bengals, not Bengals. So I just want to clarify with you, are you 100% sure that it's Bengals? Because my American podcast, two from two, Bengals, they say. All right, we'll go with Bengals, mate. Oh, thank you. Take it to the listeners. Actually, throw it to the listeners. I will. Anyone out there listening, we're going to put a poll up this week or tonight, and you need to help me out because I'm saying Bengals, Rat's saying Bengals. I think Cincinnati Bengals sounds better. Anyway, the Cincinnati Bengals take on my boys, the Baltimore Ravens at home. This is a Sunday night football. Obviously, Monday, 11.20 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. I will be watching every snap. The Ravens are killing me. They've, they're two and two, and they've only been down for 14 seconds for the year. 14 seconds they've been down, and they're two and two. Work that, that one out, right? That now, tell me what happens in this game, because I, uh, I'm looking forward to this one. It'll be fireworks on offense. Yeah, I agree, mate. Uh, massive division game, as we said before, uh, with, the, with the Dolphins. So Bengals, the last game they played in was the Tua concussion game. Feels like a lifetime ago. Higgins got going, seven receptions, 124 yards and a touchdown. What I think is going to happen, I think the Bengals Bengals will win just due to the Ravens the last three times out they're averaging 30 points against. So they've given away 42, 26, and 23. It comes to an average of 30 points something. So for mine, the Bengals will win just due to – I don't think the Ravens just have enough. They're not – as their coaches mentioned, Harbour throughout the week, they're just not playing like a, Raven, a stock standard traditional Ravens team, which base their game style around defense. They're giving up way too many points. And the way they're going to play out, Jamar Chase didn't get going till late last week. He had four receptions for 81 yards and broke off a couple big catches late. Look for them to get Jamar Chase going early and set the tone. Bengals for mine. And... I've had, I've had a little double there on uh, Jamar Chase, 100-plus yards, which you get over three bucks for. I like that. As much as I'm a Ravens man, I love my boy Chase. He dominated from memory last year. I can't remember if it was the last game of the year before. He went for 125, and in a week, I think he had 200 yards against our boys. He was a bit quiet last week until they Howard went off and iced his hammy. I think that he can get off the chain here, and the Ravens have been giving up some big plays. Now, there's two players in the Ravens I want to talk about before we move on to the last game. J.K. Dobbins is back. He looked fantastic last week. He's getting goal line. So he only had the 13 rushing attempts for 41 yards. But their backup's out. And Gus Edwards has just – he's just started training. Now, I don't think he'll play, but he'll the Gus bus is almost back. They'll get the one-two punch. And obviously with Lamar Jackson that can run the ball. A quick one for anyone out there that's got Rashad Bateman. He's been ruled out with a foot. So he's out of the game. He's a young, up-and-coming wide receiver, and he's been a bit of a go-to guy. Devin Duvernay has been scoring touchdowns, but he hasn't been producing a lot of work, Rat. There's a player that I want you all to fire up. 
His name is Demarcus Robinson. Last week, we saw a snap percentage of 56%. His la- before that, he'd 37, 39, and 45. That was his largest game. Now, he didn't get many. He had three targets for two receptions and 10 yards. But when he was at the Chiefs, he was the guy that would get the deep ball. So Demarcus Robinson, I'm really interested to see him in this offense. I reckon he might get a big play. I'm putting it out there. I think he might get one of those play-action plays. He's the, it is only really him, Duvernay, and, and Andrews that I, I think Lamar's going to throw the ball to. I'm really interested to watch this game. And I think if you're going to have a big play, it's him down the field. On the other team, you just fire a, a little bit of uh, intel here. Joe Mixon called, an, called his own meeting with the offensive line rat. He called his own meeting. And I think he wants to get some shit sorted because he's not having a great year and he can't get the ball through the hole. He had 24 rush attempts for 61 yards last week. He did get a touchdown, but 24 for 61. That's an average of 2.5 yards on the deck. So he's frustrated with where he's at. I'll be interested to see what happens from that meeting. Um, so keep your eyes out on that one. But it's Higgins, it's Chase, and Hayden Hurst. He just he scores last week. We've been on him all year. I can't wait for this one. It'll be fireworks. I'll be tipping the Ravens, 1-13 to 13 for me. They'll just get it done at home. I think they win this one. It's a big game for the division. Who is, who's your tipping again? I've got the Bengals with an E. <laughs> all righty. We'll put that one to the group. We're disagreeing there, finally. All right, in the last game of the round... Thank you to everyone that's listening, by the way. We love getting through the slate. We could split them up. We just do them all at once. We've been having a lot of uh, – we've got a lot of messages to the Aces and individual uh, Instagram accounts. We really appreciate all the direct messages. Uh, we see the numbers. They're rising every week. So keep forwarding this podcast on to all the NFL fans out there. We break down every game. We give you our best bets. We give you our best plays for fantasy. And we hope to provide value like Rat and I have been doing on Dabble. We both had some winners last week and it's kicked off – Friday night, Thursday night football, Friday morning for us this week with a $10 pop, 83 people copied that. So make sure you're on our bets this week. Rat, the last game, Las Vegas Raiders take on Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas looked amazing last week. They did, mate. They did. So I the mean, they were there, fantastic. I they think so good against the Bucks. You see Clyde Edwards all here picking up, Travis Kelsey being Travis Kelsey. As I said about a number of teams like the Eagles, I'm just going to ride with the Chiefs until I see otherwise, mate. So it's just a cheap. Paddy Mahomes, you saw you saw his uh, blind turn, his flip over to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, not just doing it on the ground in the receiving game. The Raiders, look, they got to go. Josh Jacobs had an absolute day last week. Uh, he, he had two touchdowns and 150-odd yards on the air and ground. Devonta Adams went for 100 yards. But I don't think Derek and the boys are going to be able to keep up with all the different schemes that the Chiefs throw up. Yeah, you, you saw they uh, attacked the goal line at one stage and Mahomes wasn't even looking. He was looking at the sideline. They're running trick plays. They're doing absolutely everything. So that's <laughs> the line. I think the Raiders might put up a fight. I reckon it'll be a high-scoring game. So have a look at what the overs are there. Uh, Chiefs of mine. How about you? Yeah, the Chiefs are me. I'm with you. They let me down against the Colts. I don't know what happened there a few weeks ago. And I said, we're just going to keep backing the Chiefs. But they're firm favourites in this one. They are at home. And I want you to keep your eyes out on Sky Moore. He had a little bit more of a uh, target share and he had more routes run last week. Juju Smith-Schuster's time comes down a little bit. 
But I'm going to have a same game multi. It's Paddy Mahomes, 250 yards passing. Derek Carr, 250 as well. And MVS, he hasn't got one. He's been targeted a lot. He's dropped a couple. There's been a deflection here or there. I saw Patrick Mahomes spraying Kelsey because he's in the wrong position or whatever happened there. MVS, good odds. If it's going to be a high-scoring game, get on him. And Devontae Adams, he'll be eating some receiving yards. He'll be eating up, a bit like Mike Evans ate up last week. Now, Rat, that's all we've got. One more. Whoa, 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 whoa. We forgot about the Cowboys and the Rams. Oh, wow. I've skipped over the Rams. I was just testing you, big boy. I was just testing you. You'll be fond to know there's a few ex-teammates, Elliot Himmelberg, Darcy Fogarty, attending this game at SoFi, courtesy of NFL Australia. So thank you, Australia, for sorting out a couple mates there. Oh, that's interesting because Griffin Logue is heading there with the Frio boys, even though he's just left and gone to North Melbourne. Big shout out to our boy, Griff Logue, the Logie Bear. He'll be with Alex Pierce and the boys. They're going to the game as well. So there's a lot of Aussies going to this game. They've targeted it on their off-season travel. Well, lucky we didn't skip it. Now, it's a big game. It's a big game because Dak's not playing and the Rams haven't been looking too solid. We've got some amazing players on defense, Aaron Donald and Micah Parsons. I'm a bit worried about the quarterback safety here. Rat, who wins this game and how's it played? I have Dallas, mate. I have Dallas, even though it's at the Rams. Cooper Rush, he's 3-0 as a starter this year, 4-0 in his time in the league. Zeke's touches are going up with 19 last week and Pollard's touches are going down from 13 to 8. CD Lamb got going. Seven receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. Stafford... Uh, sort solace in Cooper Cup 14, 14 receptions that's a career high for Cooper Cup for 122 yards and you were spot on last week with Higby getting going they they pretty well carried the offense but the Rams didn't look too great so I think both teams are going either way I think Dallas are trending up and the Rams are trending down even though it's at home it's a massive game for the Rams but I just I just like what Dallas are doing at the minute so I'm going to go them Cowboys at so far. Wow. I'll take the Rams. I don't think they've got enough. The home crowd advantage. We need to give our, we need to give Cam Akers a, a shake up. I promised a few Aces fans out there that have messaged in. Akers, if you're listening. Cameron, when you get the ball this week, son, you run it straight and you run it straight past Micah Parsons because that – that defense behind the footy are unbelievable at locking up the wide receivers. We need a fucking lift, mate! <laughs> we need a lift! I don't think too many blokes are running past Micah Parsons, mate, but I'll put Yeah, Micah needs to lift. He's got a lot of players and a lot of draft capital on him. I can't work out what's going on there in the back. He had 13 yards rushing last week and eight attempts, 1.63 yards rushing. Rat, you could do a better job than him at yeah, the moment. Yeah. I can work. Am- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what's wrong. He sucks, mate. He just sucks. That's it. Well, I'm giving him one more chance. It's Rams for me. It's Cam Akers over. And I reckon he might even sneak a touchdown in there, Rat. You've heard it here first. I'm going to go against the grain and back our man Cam Akers in. Well, Rat, is that the last? That's the last game to wrap up. That's it, mate. Well done. Good job. Another good week in the books. An exciting week ahead. With we've covered plenty of stuff there. Can you? Well, so what are your three best of the week? You mentioned a lot of stuff. You got anything there highlighted? So I mentioned three best. What are your? I still three have my best, best, and I'm glad you asked. 
As I said, we're a proud partner of Dabble. It's our wagering partner. We we love Dabble. The reason is you can clearly go on the app. If you want to know how to download Dabble, just hit the show notes, the link there, click it. It'll follow my account straight away and then follow Rory Atkins as well. We had a $10 winner and Rat Your Best Bet made a lot of people happy last week. I put up four bets this week. I put up a Hail Mary, which I won't touch. I just love a Hail Mary once a week. But my, my best bet is an all up over a lot of games. It's the Packers to win. Leonard Fournette, 50 yards rushing. Minnesota Vikings to win. Josh Allen, 250 passing yards. It's a pass-first offense against the Steelers. Derek Henry to 60 rushing yards. Terry, Teddy Bridgewater, 200-plus passing yards against New York. He's got Tyreek Hill and the boys there. Trevor Lawrence, 200 passing yards. Herbert, 225 passing yards. Jamar Chase, 60 receiving yards. And Devontae Adams, 70 receiving yards. That pays $14.72. So that is the one that I like as a prop market. But my absolute lock rat, and when we talk about locks, this is my lock. Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, Buffalo Bills, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, $2.17. Not massive value, but I just think it's the lock of the year. I can't see any any team even getting within seven against them. So that'll be a really good one to watch. And I'll have some same-game multis on as well. So they're my bets. But, yeah, I, I, um, I really like that. You know, that lock of the week, those four heads of heads. And we'll be putting a few other ones on. You know, Higby owes me money. Uh, I'll be getting on Davis, Gabriel Davis, as an individual touchdown. And I'll be following your ones, mate. Your man, Williams, has been super. So anyone out there, download Dabble. Hit the link in the show notes. Let's copy. Let's celebrate together. A little bit of banter. um, And obviously gamble responsibly. Rat, I'm stuffed. That's us done. Have you got anything else for our listeners before I wrap up? I signed off with Let's Ride last week, and I'm just going to say thanks for listening because I hate what Russ is cooking at the minute, mate. Oh, he's cooking, he's cooking some really mud meals. Well, he's thank you, mate. Ve- veggie Martin cheese sanger, mate. That's oh, what no, I think that that tastes better than what the Broncos are dishing up. Oh. I'll tell you. If anyone else is out there, remember this is brought to you by Rick's Eyewear. We have a special code if you use Aces at checkout at www.rickseyewear.com.au. Get yourself some sunglasses. Look like OBJ. Look like Mikey Williams. You know, we've got a birthday sale on at the moment. So cash in. If you use the code ACES, you'll get an extra 5% off what already is 50% off site-wide. Check that out. All our bets are on. I can't wait for this week. I really appreciate your support. And let's hopefully see some more winners and some fantasy teams get up. We're stuffed. Well done. See you next week.